are back with another live episode of the Bully Ball Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Jason Aponte, joined as always by Steph Sanchez. Steph, before we get into Media Week, Fieldgate, and what the 49ers have to do to finish the job, Steph Sanchez, John Lynch's favorite podcaster, Nick Bosa, this is a banner week for the podcast. For two, for two different reasons. One is the positive reason, which is yours. Uh, John Lynch shouts out Steph Sanchez uh, for the Nick Bosa impression. And last night, Nick Bosa at Media Week says, I I think it's annoying how good it is. Uh, <laughs> Steph, what a time to be alive. This has been an insane week, Jay. And, like, we already knew that Lynch, like, has watched these as a fan of these because when we met at the combine, like, you know, he, we talked about it and all that stuff, but I wasn't expecting all of this, you know, leading up to the super bowl a week before the super bowl, you know, talking about my impersonation. It's, it's pretty crazy, but you know, I, I just always go back to, I do more than just the impersonation. And I think it's cool that the impersonation can bring a lot of people towards my content, like my regular content, this show, you know, my channel, all those things. So it's been an awesome week and I'm just grateful. Steph Sanchez, all around entertainer. You can learn, you can be entertained, you can have a laugh. That is the crux of a great, great entertainer. And it just, it kind of speaks to the team feeling a little bit relaxed. Speaking of relaxed, start with the media week. Uh, Steph, it was clear yesterday that our fearless leader, Kyle, was enjoying Las Vegas. How much was I he enjoying know. it? Yeah, how much was he enjoying it? I can't say. But my God, 49ers Twitter, here's a message. Sunday's game will be extremely anxious. Leading up to it every single day, you have anxiousness. Please, please. Stop freaking yourself out about every little thing on Tuesday. There are things that are going to be anxious when the game starts, when you're getting closer. This is absolutely a nothing burger. I People made it seem like Kyle is going to be like, hey, well, let's just go to the game. First of all, we don't know what was in the cup. We don't know if there was anything like that. You know, you can surmise that yourself. But my God, people made it seem like he had to grab the play sheet and get right in there. They have a day off today. They have a day off today. Guys, you will be anxious as the days go by. You will be very anxious on Sunday. Calmate on Tuesday. <laughs> Please, guys, they have the day off. What a huge nothing burger. And what something to freak out about? This is the thing that we're freaking out about, Steph? Yeah, it seems. I mean, I, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, Tipsy Kyle, whatever you want to call it. I, I thought he, he gave better answers. I mean, he wasn't saying um as much. He wasn't doing the, you know, oh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> you can tell he's always a little uptight when, when he's speaking in his uh, pressers. Usually this is Super Bowl week and several days before the game, I might add. So it's not like it's the night before the game dudes getting, <laughs> you know, hammered or something like that. And look, I mean, he was slurring his words you know here and there when he was uh doing the interview with nfl network but aside from that like he was fine it wasn't like he was being belligerent right or anything like that like so 
I'm cool with it. It's, it's Vegas. Guys are going to have fun, too. Believe it or not, players are going to drink while on this trip as well. No. Wow, like, no way. No. <laughs> no. Unbelievable. They got to prepare every single waking second for this game. What do you mean? Um, no. I mean, it's it's really not that serious. As long as they get locked in, it's two. it was Monday when, you know, they were doing that media stuff. As long as they're, they're locked in uh, before the game. And, yeah, he's a grown man. Um, as long as he's responsible with it, I see no reason for this to be any kind of issue. And it begs the question, do you want him uptight? Because everyone always says that Kyle is a little, you know, skittish at times when it comes to play calling and in the big moment. Seems like Kyle is, like, taking this one in. I, for one, enjoy injecting comedy into almost everything that I do, and I'm always trying to be laid back and funny. So for me, this is a sign of someone who's relaxed, who knows what he needs to do, who is actually locked in. It depends on how you view things. I have no issue with this. None. In fact, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And think about what yesterday was. I've covered the Super Bowl, right, on Media Week. It is literally people asking the dumbest questions to try to get a viral quote out of every single player. I mean, for God's sakes, we had Brock Purdy doing a SpongeBob impression. This isn't exactly the State of the Union address. This is literally anybody that they allow in for media from everywhere that is trying to get a viral quote. And you are upset that Kyle Shanahan knocked one or two back maybe in this in, during this farce of a, of a media day in terms of what people are really looking for. Like, it's it's ridiculous, man. It is ridiculous. I, I, I saw someone ask Brock or tell Brock Purdy, I thought Trey Lance was going to start and I shaved my head because I lost a bet. Are yeah, we, are we, ser- yeah, are we serious? Like with these questions, are we serious? Like it's not even, it's not real questions, basically. Like there are so real serious. questions. There are real questions that people were asking. And then there's those nonsense questions. Another one was Isaiah Pacheco. Thanks for carrying my fantasy team. What? Thanks Who for carrying my fantasy team. <laughs> Who is giving out these media passes? So come on. Come on. Um, it's 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 absolutely fine. And the San Francisco 49ers are not going to win or lose the Super Bowl because of what Kyle Shanahan did. Come on. Come on, guys. Please. There's going to be plenty to freak out about on Sunday. Monday, Tuesday is not the time for that. Speaking of freaking out, Fieldgate. Let's talk about it. So the San Francisco 49ers have complained about the practice field and its condition. Apparently, they put grass over some artificial turf. Now, I don't know the logistics of it. I'm sure that if they're saying they're playing on a sponge, obviously that's not a good thing. Kyle Shanahan went out of his way yesterday to say, it's fine. It is what it is. We're good. You know, and, Mm -hmm. and that's good enough for me because if he says we're fine, we're good, then that's it. Like there's no need to complain. But Steph, I'm going to take the same stance on this one that I took on Kyle yesterday. The 49ers aren't going to win or lose the Super Bowl because of the practice field. I think the only worry you would have on such a surface when you hear that it's soft and things like that are injuries, right? Like that would be the only concern. But aside from that, you don't want it to be an excuse. You don't want it to be a distraction. That is all we heard about Monday (laughs) was the 49ers being unhappy with this field Oh, they they got to negotiate with the Chiefs to see if the Chiefs will let them play at the 
or practice at the Raiders facility. Oh no, the Chiefs aren't going to let, like, it was just back and forth, new updates by the hour. It was kind of crazy, actually. We were talking about all this regarding a field, but yeah, I am happy that Kyle kind of squashed it because if it's something that, you know, the equipment team or even Kyle, John, you know, all those guys are concerned with, I don't want it to be something that trickles down to the players. I don't want it to be something that then the players are having to think about and get distracted with. There are enough distractions. I mean, we've talked about them right here, <laughs> you know, just a bit ago. And you don't want the practice surface to be one of them. Um, and the other thing that I haven't been so thrilled about in all of this coming out is, one, a lot of people are like, well, here go the 49ers whining again. This is all they do. They're soft, blah, blah, blah. And then you have fans who are, like, actually kind of whining about it, like, you know, and and already starting with the excuses, the pity party. Oh, of course, like, we're practicing outside in the rain and the Chiefs get the indoor nice facility. How does the NFL let this happen? Of course, they're favor favoriting the Chiefs and all of this. Stop it, guys. Stop it. It This isn't yeah. some, like, conspiracy. This is simply, you know, bad luck. Regardless of who – yeah, I mean, it's part of the rules, yeah. The the home team of the Super Bowl gets to practice in the hosting team's facilities. So, mm -hmm. regardless of who the AFC team was, they would be practicing at the Raiders facility. Correct. Regardless of who the NFC team was, they'd be practicing elsewhere. In this case, UNLV, right? So – and also, I, you know, if it hasn't been made clear enough, it's not UNLV's fault. I know, like, Correct. some people probably blaming them and all this. No, it is the NFL's fault. I will say it is egregious for them to have laid natural grass over turf just a week ago. I mean, usually I feel like you'd probably want to get those things settled in beforehand. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it looks bad for the NFL, but at the end of the day, it seems like it's more of a preference thing for the 49ers. Um, but they're going to roll with it as they should. Yeah. And Mike Silver says that the 49ers will move their, their toughest practice on Thursday into the training facility. There you go, guys. Crisis averted. Oh, man, Like I understand this week is always going to be tension filled as we as we move forward like yesterday i felt was was very lighthearted as as the first you know opening night for media week is right felt like the 49er fans were showing out there was a ton of them and there weren't many um chiefs fans literally every chiefs uh player that was went to speak got booed so good um i thought that was great the 49er fans want this uh they want this very badly i thought something that was kind of interesting that the chiefs said yesterday i mean it was chris jones Chris Jones said, well, I don't really understand why people don't like us anymore. Really? You don't? You don't, Chris Jones. Huh. That's funny to me. What do you mean you don't You don't know? Like, so you have no idea why people don't want you to win this game. And it's literally not just 49ers fans. It's literally everyone that is sick of you guys being in there. It's a product of winning. It happens with Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. It happens when the Warriors were winning. It happens when the Yankees were winning. It happens when, you know, any team that's a dynasty, right? Like, I, I can't believe that you, you're that oblivious where it's just like, well, I don't understand why everybody hates us. What do you mean? Everyone doesn't want you to – everyone is tired of seeing the same person in all the time. Sure, we can admire what you've done because it's so hard, but this oblivious act of why you have no idea why the NFL world outside of Kansas City does not want to see you win again Sounds crazy to me for you to not understand that part of it, and it just feels weird. But the 49er fans did take over. It was a lot of fun yesterday. And, and again, 
as the days go, as the days days go forward, it's going to be more and more attention filled. Again, with this field thing, I feel like it's not going to be the reason the 49ers win or lose. You just hope that nobody gets injured. Again, Kyle Shanahan said that it's getting better. And then obviously Thursday is going to be the hardest practice. Feels like Friday is going to be a walkthrough. Saturday is your off day. Sunday is game day. So we're fine, guys. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Like let's not freak out. Let's keep everything, you know, low key, right. And everything. And for any Chiefs fan that's out here talking about whining, I just point to you after the Bills game when you got called for offsides, which was the correct call, and how much you uh and how much you were really like, you know, crying about that as well, too. So, you know, we all have examples of that. Steph, today's Tuesday. Um, the 49ers are off, but we have to talk about this actual football game because you and I are not gonna get to speak again until after the game is completed. And, you know, we can spout off keys to victory. Uh, don't turn the football over, um, you know, convert in the red zone. These are all these are all things that you need to do basically to win every game. Yeah. But Steph, what are some of the things that the 49ers have to do to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Not just any football team, the Kansas City Chiefs and hoist that Lombardi. I think, and again, you, this could probably be said for most games, but I think when you're going against the Chiefs, you can't really panic. Because if you start panicking, I think you start playing outside of your game, right? And we know what the 49ers game is, what has got them here, um, what they've been most consistent with. And I think they should stick with that. And that's been, you know, the run. You know, Christian McCaffrey, I think he's going to be huge in this game. Uh, I think you sprinkle in some some Debo in there just because when it's playoff time, you know, he he knows how to step up. And, and Brock Purdy, and, and Brock's got to take care of the football and all those things. This Chiefs defense is no joke. So as long as you can chip away, I think that's the most important thing. Because when I looked at that AFC championship game, the Ravens kept trying to boil the ocean on every play. It, at least in my mind, that's what it looked like. Because he kept going for the big play, looking down. Like, it wasn't there for him. I felt like they desperately, being down seven much of the game, they could have just chipped away at at the field a little bit, get a drive going. The one drive they did kind of get going, you know, they had that uh, the turnover at the end in the end zone, and so that was unfortunate. So that goes to taking care of the football. That's another must. But you got to be able to just chip away at this team, do what has worked for you. Don't steer away from that. Don't get cute. Don't overthink it. You know, all those things and good things should happen. I mean, you've gotten this far doing what has worked for you. Why change it now? Right. So for me, I think this has to be a rushing attack game. And what I mean by that is you have to run the ball to help your defense and impose your will. And literally everything that the weaknesses of the Kansas City Chiefs defense is running the football. Outside zone runs, zone runs themselves, they're at the bottom of the league, EPA per play. Shout out to Mina Carms. I, I learned every single time that she speaks. But this is the most important part. The chess game between Kyle Shanahan and Spagnola. Because if you think Steve Spagnola is just going to allow his defense to just get gashed and gashed and gashed and say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. We haven't been really good against the run. You're sadly mistaken. And how do you do that? Well, I, you load the box and you bring safeties up. And they have such confidence in Legereus need to play outside that they're okay with taking their shot. This is going to be very similar to what you saw in 2019. Load the box, hope that they don't run the ball through that box, 
and hope that they check out of it. And we've got a man on the outside that can cover. And we want to see you, Brock Purdy, throw the football. But you need to be able to sustain the run for a few reasons. One, you need to stay flexible with your play calls. You cannot become predictable with Steve Spagnola. You have to be able to have the run game to run play action off of, even run to throw. All of those scenarios need to be on the table. Two, you need to limit the possessions in this game and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands for as many times as you can. Because you know what they've turned into? And this is the fascinating part with the Kansas City Chiefs. They went from this high-flying offense, which they can score at any moment, to literally, listen to this phrase, dink and dunk until you get into the red zone and play ball control. Isn't that crazy? I think that's what's most fascinating about the Kansas City Chiefs. They are now a ball control offense that will rely on their defense to make enough stops as opposed to the high-flying offense that we're used to. Right now, what you're looking at is you're watching Patrick Mahomes evolve into what he needs his team to be. It's not like he's playing hero ball all the time. They are throwing the ball. They want to get into the 20s. And when they get into the 20s, then that's when they get into that, that dangerous mode of, well, Kelsey's going to run around, do whatever he wants, and that's when you have to kind of watch him. If they're running the football, then they become extremely hard to stop because Isaiah Pacheco has been very good for them as well, too. But what I mean about what I mean about running the football is, is not only ball control, it's keeping your play calls flexible, and it's keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. And I think limiting the possessions shortens this game. And it makes every single possession for the Kansas City Chiefs that much more important. Not only that, it keeps your defense fresh. Now, with a week off, with a week off, with your with your team playing ball control and you actually running the football, I expected this, this defensive line to get there. Like you now, this is the game where you and you know what's crazy is Patrick Mahomes has one sack, I believe, in his last like seven playoff games and zero interceptions. That is actually far more impressive than any any numbers that he's put up in the regular season, in my opinion. It's 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 going to be defensively for the Chiefs. It's going to be slow down the run. Make them pass and let them big boys get up front on this pass protection. Now, if the game starts to swing that way, then you have to start to fear a little bit as a 49er fan, because you have to hope that pass protection can hold up against Chris Jones. The only thing that I'll say, and I'm not going to say this because I'm happy, but, you know, our old buddy Charles Amenehu, he's not going to play in this game. But in 10 games, he has seven sacks, and he's a dog. Like, that's not something that's small at all, right? They lost their other nose tackle as well, who's a run stuffer. So they're not exactly as healthy as they should be going into this game. But you can never bet against Chris Jones. Again, guys, sorry, PTSD 2019, right? Like, he's literally the guy who was, like, breaking through the inside of the line. But for Spags and Shanahan, this is the most fascinating part. Because Spagnola has held down some of the greatest offenses ever. He beat the Patriots twice. He's has, he has his time with the Kansas City Chiefs where they won Super Bowls. This is going to be the crux of this game. Shanahan and, Spag, and Spags, who is going to blink first? And I am fascinated to watch this go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a chess match, right? And I thought it was interesting that Kyle did talk about how valuable every possession is when you're going up against a team like the Chiefs. And it kind of got me thinking, and I know Rob has talked about it as well, is this where we see aggressive Kyle? I mean, if there's any time to be aggressive, it would be in the Super Bowl, and it would be in this game going up against Andy Reid, right, and, and Patrick Mahomes on the other end of it. And... In my mind, I think that means hopefully less Jake Moody. <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, I I asked a question. Uh, you mean my, to fa- my favorite on, person in the world now? Yeah, your your favorite person. He gave you a shout out, so you know you're big celebrity. 
love my kicker world as, as well love my kicker <laughs> um big week for so bully I, ball one one person gets yeah, big, praised the other one gets fried um and then yeah so what i asked ashley yesterday was like what would you trust more if the 49ers are at like let's say the the 45 yard line of chiefs territory and it's a third it's a third or fourth and eight uh let's say it's a fourth and eight okay uh and you're you're debating should i kick the field goal here or do i trust my team to convert a third and eight the way i think about it Jake Moody has shown that it's just, it's an even risk, you know, like he can just as easily miss that kick from what we've seen. So it's like, do you take three points? Do you gamble for three points? Really? It's a gamble. Or do you gamble for your team being able to convert and possibly score and get, you know, six, seven at the end of it? What do you think? Well, I mean, that's the thing. And I think, I think that comes down to how you're you're flowing offensively. Like if you get it, you get into a third and eight, but they haven't been able to stop you at all. Then I think that, that that conversation becomes completely different. If you if you don't feel confident in your offense and and Spags is is putting the screws to these guys and they're actually getting there and they're and they're actually slowing things and you don't want to make a you don't want to make a mistake and cost yourself points altogether. I think that that's dependent on how your offense is looking. And and you know speaking of the Chiefs defense, it's funny because. They're really poor against the run, but the Baltimore Ravens seem to forget that their strength was running the football, and they just did not do it. So when people look at that game and they're like, hey, yeah. they're like, hey, what, what happened? They stopped the run. No, the Ravens stopped the run. They just stopped running, and I don't know what Todd Monkey was thinking, just dropping him back 40 times and just making Lamar Jackson turn into Tom Brady. But let's get to this super chat real quick from Gammon. Dying to hear your guys' take on both Super Bowl teams' demeanor and posture. KC players look loose and relaxed while 49ers players appear tight and tunneled. I don't, I don't think they did. Steph, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think that. If you were only looking at Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, I think you would maybe come away thinking like, yeah, they look very relaxed because they've been here plenty of times before, and it just doesn't seem like these moments really impact them really at all. I mean, you had Kelsey cheering on for the booze. He was he was loving it. Um, and so, yeah, of course those guys are relaxed I don't know if I can say that for the rest of the Chiefs team like I didn't really pay attention to them but of course if you're paying attention to those guys that's what you're going to come away with as far as the 49ers George Kittle looked relaxed Kyle Shanahan looked really relaxed um I thought Brock looked relaxed I mean he was very focused like did you see him walking in like dude looked yeah. locked in he yeah. he was by himself you know walking along there and that's just his demeanor all the time though. And I think some of these players, especially the guys who haven't been here before kind of one, they're taking it in, but at the same time, like probably not trying to make the moment too big either, because you don't want it to get into your head too much at the same time. So it's kind of, I feel like they're, fi they're trying to find that balance. Um, and it's tough, but I, I thought for the most part, like those guys were relaxed, like even, uh, Debo Ayuk has gotten so much better with the media. Like you remember, dude yeah. used to like barely talk. Like he he seemed relaxed as well. Um, so no, I I didn't think the 49ers players were like you know uptight or anything. Yeah, I didn't see too much of that. And again, uh, the NFL Network thing was just like in and out. So we didn't really. I think the the people that would really know are the people that were on the ground. You know, at that point, yeah. you know, like again, like the NFL Network broadcast was like in and out. They go back. Uh, they go back to the the you know, who, you know, whoever was in the, the, the office and everything or the, the studio, um, you didn't really get to see too much. I, I just, I, I'm not really too worried about that at all. I think, I think um, the, I think the way that Kyle looked and the way that he, it, it, it comes down from the top, trickles down. Kyle is fine. 
you know, if Kyle is relaxed, then I'm good, right? Because I don't think we're worried about the players yeah. being tight. I think everybody's worried about Kyle being tight in the game. And that is, from all intents and purposes, from what we saw, Kyle's having a blast. I mean, he's got the backward hat. He's on the bus. He's throwing up, you know, peace <laughs> signs. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I love it, man. I love it. I, you know, for everybody who's just, you know, not a snarky, enjoying the moment, I, I think that's a great sign. And Keith Murphy, thank you for the donation, buddy. I'm feeling F- Philly game vibes. Let's go. God, a blowout would be absolutely relaxing. Um, I would love that as well, too. Um, And uh, Rob was there yesterday, and he says they seem relaxed to me. Everybody was joking around. Um, I did want to highlight probably the biggest uh, storyline that nobody's talking about, Steph Sanchez. Jarek McKinnon revenge game? All right, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I don't want, yeah, uh, come on. I know, you know, I I know, I know it's like a joke, but like they, they do feature him, and he's they like do. in the past game. I mean, game, he and he has plays when you kind of like least expect it, but like when they need it the most, it's like, hey, watch out for that guy, man. Jay's been yeah. on to something. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was asked too about, Wildcat. he was asked too about, he was asked too about the revenge game narrative. And he said, you know, he goes, yeah, there's just a little emotion there. He goes, and obviously, you know, I have a lot of love for the guys that are there. Kind of just brushed it off and and talked about it. Well, there is like when we say revenge game, everyone's like, what is he getting revenge for? It's not that. It's just when you're playing your former team. Like, it's not like he has. Yeah, like it's not it's it's not the literal sense of the word, guys. Like, again, let's let's relax. Let's relax. We got plenty of time to be all wound up and tight right now. Everybody's (laughs) worried about the 49ers being tight. Right. I was going to say everybody's worried about the 49 Everybody's worried about the 49ers being tight. 49ers fans are tight right now. They are not relaxed at all and not loose at all. And we have to relax, guys. Chill out. It's going to get easier, I promise. But look, again, I think uh, going back to the keys to the game is almost like in basketball, right? You could have a 10-point lead on Steph Curry or LeBron, and you have to expect a run. And I think that's what you were talking about with not panicking. No matter how long you have held down this offense, no matter how long you've been playing well against them, you have to expect them to to get rolling. You know, the Chiefs, what do you do when they start to get rolling, right? Like, because you're not going to shut them out. Like, that's not going to happen. But almost like you're up 10 on Steph, you're kind of just waiting for him to knock in two threes, get an and one, and now the game's won. And now Mm -hmm. what do you do? How do you respond? I think that is going to be the most telling part about this, of this defense and about how how they are going to respond because that is inevitable when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid. Well, I, I would tell you what I would do. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, those are guys who are elite players, and elite players get better in moments when their backs are against the wall and, and they're down and, you know, big games like this. I think on the other side for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey is an elite player. And we've seen it. Like, that dude can will the 49ers to extra yards, a big conversion, you know, a touchdown, a timely touchdown, all those things. Um, So I think I'd put the ball in his hands because he's the same kind of player in my eyes. I'd put the ball in Debo Samuel's hands because he's the same kind of player. And I would test out Brock Purdy and and really find out if he is that player too, because I think from what we've seen so far in these playoffs, like he could come up in those big moments too. Like last, you know, uh, last game against the Lions, you know, when the chips were down and he was he was running around doing all these things, whatever he could to put the team in position uh, to put points on the board and win that game. 
So those are the three guys on the 49ers that I would rely on. And I think that's the difference between this 2019 team of the 49ers and today. They have those elite guys. Um, and so you got to use them. You know, that's that's it. Um, to Tyler's uh, donation, thank you, buddy. Jason, I'm feeling relaxed going into this game. Brock looks like he is going to shock the world and become a world champion. Six rings. He does look locked in, man. Again, man, there's a balance between locked being locked in and having fun, right? Like, and I feel like that's just Brock's demeanor. Brock's not, Brock's not over the top and everything. Like the only time that he really got out of character was when the Nickelodeon kids were asking him for his SpongeBob impression, <laughs> and after everything else was all business, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a balance between being relaxed and locked in. I think this team understands exactly what they need to do. They've been here before. They have too many leaders and they have a week off where, again, this defensive line, it is imperative. It is imperative that this team gets to Patrick Mahomes and, and makes him feel uncomfortable. Um, it's not going to be the Tampa Bay game because I think what everybody forgets in that Super Bowl is basically Mahomes was playing with like his second string offensive line. And that man was dropping back, running from his running for his life that entire game. They're not that banged up, um, but it does have to be uncomfortable. Throw off timing. Make sure that you're 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 getting those under routes cleared off. Like, and you have to tackle, 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 yeah. tackle. Mm -hmm. The missed tackles thing has to stop. You cannot allow this to happen again. This offense isn't as explosive as it is as used to be, right? Which was like scored any moment, but they will they will dink and dunk you to hell to get into the red zone. And when they're in the red zone, then everything's off after that, after that, it, it becomes backyard football. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be about pressuring Mahomes. It's gotta be about slowing down Pacheco and it has to be about tackling. I think, I think the tackling thing has to be cleaned up because you can start slow against green Bay. You can start slow against the Detroit lions. You are not trying to come back from 17 yeah. down against the Kansas city chiefs. And you cannot afford to start slow in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, Steve Wilkes, for one, he was asked about the effort. All the guys, John Lynch, Kyle, like they've all said, like, it's been addressed. So I'm sure that was an interesting meeting. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall uh, for that one. But also Steve Wilkes talked about, you know, the tackling. You got a swarm tackle, especially not just with Mahomes, but with Pacheco, even Kelsey. You know, those guys are hard to bring down, all of them. So it's got to be a full-on effort for all those guys that are on the field. Um, it, it's got to be a group effort. And also, you know, Steve Wilkes was talking about what you were kind of mentioning that Patrick Mahomes, he can scramble. Like, the play is not over once you flush that guy out of the pocket. Like, it, he, he kind of described it as two plays in one because you have him in the pocket, and then once he escapes, that's, that's a whole other play because then it's just backyard football, and then it's just find Kelsey wherever the hell he is. And they have great connection with each other. So it, you know, they have to be really disciplined and they have to know when to, I guess, break out of what they're doing when Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey breaks out of what they're doing, just follow them, I guess. But easier said than done. It, it's definitely going to be a challenge for the defense. Like not even going to lie to you. What, what I find is interesting is like you mentioned how, you know, the chiefs turn into this backyard football team in the red zone. The 49ers have been, I think, pretty good in the red zone as far as their defense goes. That's usually where they tighten up. But, yeah, this is going to be a different challenge for them. And we know Andy Reid can cook up some stuff and be real creative and really put you in a blender um, when he's in the red zone. So, you know, I expect, of course, the Chiefs to get their points and the 49ers defense to look 
confused <laughs> at times, right? It's, it's going to happen. Uh, but as long as they can limit that as much as possible, um, I mean, man, this man, don't make me nervous about this game. I'm starting to get nervous. All right, now. I'm not going to make you nervous. I just <laughs> wanted to point out, I also wanted to point out, uh, Travis Kelsey just runs his own routes. He just does whatever he wants. He's not even in the structure of the play. So that's something yeah. that they allow them to do where it's just like, hey, Kelsey, uh, everybody's going to run this route concept. This is what you usually do. But, hey, man, just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. And Mahomes is comfortable with that. I think that's what kind of makes it – that's what makes it hard for the defense because you're looking yeah. at, okay, we got a three-by-one on this set. This is usually what they're trying to do. This is usually what we got to clear out. We have a smash route. We have, a, we have an under route. And here you go, Kelsey's just – floating around doing whatever he wants and just moving around like that, that makes it really hard and the connection that they have. Right. So I don't want to make this like a, a chief's glazing. Um, you know, uh, I don't want to make this a chief's glazing session, but I do want to show respect to there's a reason that this team is here. Right. Like, and, and that's it. So uh, Eric says, any concerns with the practice field situation problem? I'm not concerned. If Kyle Shanahan is not concerned and that's not the alcohol talking, uh, I'm fine, man. That's not going to be why. And, and we found out today that Thursday's practice, which will be, the biggest uh, practice and the most intense will be inside. So don't worry about it. Uh, Black Air Force One mentality for this game. Ariel says, yes, absolutely. I think this is a big uh, Debo Samuel game as well, too. Uh, this has to be a game yeah. where 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 Debo takes over. I mean, look, Lejarius Need is very good. And I think people don't understand that, uh, like what he's allowed. He hasn't allowed much. His passer rating that he's allowed is very, very low. Like, he he doesn't allow much. It's going to be a very big test for, I would assume, him following around Brandon Ayuk. But then that means that Debo Samuel has to take advantage of the other side or get into the slot. They have to find a way to get him going. And we all know how this offense rolls when Debo's rolling. So, yeah, this has to be one of those games where Debo has a big game. But, again, this has to be, this has to be right now, this has to be a Christian McCaffrey game. Like, this is why you traded for Christian McCaffrey. All the outside zone runs that they are so bad at stopping. Everything that he's done in this entire season, this has this has to be the game. What's the Waterboy um, line? Uh, last game of the year, can't hold anything back. And he says it like three times. And he's like, it's because they didn't hold anything back. It, this is exactly what it has to be. There's no, there's no holding it back. Play every single snap. Christian McCaffrey, no worries right now about the next game because there is no next game at this point. And not holding back is just so natural for him. So, like, that's why I'm like, trust him with everything because he, he's going to do it. He's going to get it done. He's going to find a way. That's just the kind of player that he is. So, yeah, I, I hope it is a big game for him. Of course, you know, the Chiefs are going to do everything they can to stop him. You talked about, you know, Mina's segment talking about the – the Chiefs struggles against, you know, the types of runs the 49ers have success in or have had the most success in. And, you know, I kind of think, I, I wonder if the Chiefs are going to break some tendencies to kind of stop what the 49ers do. I mean, could both teams break tendencies? I mean, that's, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the chess match. In this, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Match. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like Spags is not going to sit there and just say, hey, you know, we can't stop the run. You know, there's nothing we could do. We got to yeah. hope that they want to pass. No, they're going to figure it out. Like, they're going to figure a way to either make Brock look at, at a at a look and check out or try to slow that down and make Brock win. And, uh, brother, uh, we ain't losing, Bob. Thanks for the donation. Steph is the shiznit. Argue with yourself or Lynch. I love it. But, yeah, absolutely. That's the, It's the chess match. This is the most fascinating part. Spagnola, yeah. who has flummoxed the Patriots, 
you know, and other great defense, great offenses. Look what he just did, you know, with the Baltimore Ravens can can adapt better than anybody. Like you might be able to get something off first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. But when it's time to, to tighten up, Spags gets them going. That's what Chris Jones was talking about. In Spags, we trust. That is huge, man. He is he's one of the most underrated guys. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody understands that. Like how hard, how hard it is to be that good with different, with different personnel. And he's always been so good at that. That's the that's the chess match is Spags against Shanahan. Who blinks first? What are the adjustments you make? Who takes advantage of the situations? If there's a chance where you can throw the ball over the top, you've got to convert it. If they're slowing mm-hmm. down the run, then you've got to open up the run with throwing the football. That's the part that's going to be so fascinating going back and forth. And in years past, we wouldn't be talking about this game. We would be talking about, well, how do you slow down this explosive Chiefs offense? Yeah. It's not really so it's not really the same thing anymore. They've turned they've turned into a completely different offense. And if you watch that Ravens game again, when they got their lead against Baltimore, Andy Reid turned conservative in that game. Like they were just content with just like, hey, we trust our defense. We're good. We're not going to really put pressure like and we're not going to try to. And this is with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. It's just fascinating to watch the way that they've kind of pivoted. And they still find a way to find themselves in the Super Bowl because they do have that guy who can make that dagger throw at the end of the game. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know, in, in talking about what are the keys for the 49ers and, and how do you beat the Chiefs, I don't want Patrick Mahomes getting the ball last in, in a close right. game. If he's getting yep. the ball last, like, we, we know what's going to happen. So that's another thing, like, game management is, is huge. Time management in this game is going to be huge because – if the game is close in the fourth quarter and there's a few minutes left, it's going to turn into that type of chess match where, you know, your, your moves have to do with the time on the clock and 49ers just have to be smart about it. It's tough. I mean, a lot of teams have, have failed at that against this team because you leave time on the clock and you think, that's that's not gonna be enough. Like he's he's not gonna be able to score more in, in this amount of right. time. Right, oh, well, ask the we Bills, right? Twenty three seconds. There's no way. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So <laughs> it is crazy. You just can't leave anything to chance. I want the 49ers with the ball last. Yeah, hundred percent. And easier said than done. You know, my yeah. my last key to victory. This one's gonna be tough. You know, this one I thought about this all night. I was up all night last night thinking about how to come up with something profound and help the team. I would simply score more points than the Kansas City Chiefs uh, by the time it, it gets to zero. I mean, that's just my big Duh. key to victory. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> Duh. I mean, yeah, Duh. it's simple. It's so simple. Like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I mean, shorten the game, limit the possessions, make every single possession for Kansas City feel valuable because of the time that you're bleeding off, right? And, you know, look, there's only two quarterbacks who have beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Tom Brady did it in two different uniforms. Joe Burrow did it with the Bengals. Brock Purdy's going to have a chance to be the third in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Steph, 40 minutes. This is a perfect place to end it, but I do want to say this. See you on the other side for Sunday's game, right? Uh, I don't know how we're going to come out of this one. Uh, Do you want to give a prediction? Right now, because I think that this is our last this is our last one uh before the big game. Do you want to give a prediction or are you too you're too far gone right now? I I've I've already come up with my prediction. I've I've got it. Okay, you go first. What's your prediction? Okay, okay. 49ers win 28-24 in a classic, in an absolute classic. This one is gonna come down to ball control on both sides. Both teams are thinking the same thing. The 49ers are gonna have to convert a little from explosive plays and trying to hit early to more running the football, running the football, running the football, slowing things down, and maybe there's explosives that come off of play action or they come mm-hmm. off the run game 
but it can't be shots down the field and quick scores, right? Like exactly. it just can't be that. You have to change yeah. the way that you've been going about things. If you get a look, then don't, you know, don't pass it up, right? Like don't pass it up. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the game plan has to shift a little bit more to a ball control centric game where you limit the possessions from Mahomes, you keep your defense fresh and you keep yourself flexible in case you want to take a shot off play action, or you can dial up one of those explosive runs. This has to be a little bit of a conversion from explosive plays. And uh, I'll take this one more uh, super chat before I give it to, to Steph real quick. Um, Chris says, call me crazy, but I think we are dropping 30 points in this team. I just feel it deep down. Chris, I love Ooh. the enthusiasm. Yeah. I love that. And if they, if, if the, it's a race to 30, it's, or the first team to get to 30 wins. A hundred percent. I agree with that. A hundred percent. But I got it. 28, 24, uh, 49ers. They hoist that sixth Lombardi. What do you think? Don't the, the chiefs have some like stat that it's like they're, they have like this winning record when the opposing team has less than this many points or something like that. Um, Rob, look it up, Rob. Um, but look, I'm actually, I, I, dude, the chat is going crazy with 30 plus points in favor of the 49ers. And I don't know. I actually kind of see this being a low, lower scoring game because yeah. I think it's going to, we talked about the chess match. I think it's going to come down to the defenses. And I think both defenses are pretty good. So I would say it stays in the low 20 range. Um, man, let's see. I'm going to say. 2321 Niners. Woo! But it's going to be 2321. Ooh, it's going to be close, man. It's going to be too yeah. close for comfort like uh yep. and I'm excited. 2824 and Christian McCaffrey wins Super Bowl MVP. Um so that that's kind of what I got. Let me let me take a look real quick at this. Um the Chiefs are 7 and 10 all-time when Mahomes has allowed 30. Um so race to 30. With Mahomes um, when allowed Yeah, so race to 30. So let's see. But I've got the 49ers 28-24. Steph, hell of a year. Um, we did yeah. it. They got to this game that we thought they would all get to. Um, so happy to go on this journey with you. Um, what a what a banner week for uh the bully ball podcast. Um, Nick Bosa awesome. shouts out uh, Steph Sanchez, Jake Moody Cooks, Jason Aponte. Couldn't have been any better, honestly, this entire week, man. But this entire season's been great, Steph. And um, I've had a blast doing this with you. It's been awesome, man. And, you know, aside from being a, a great co-host, I consider you a great friend as well. Oh. Um, so this is this has been awesome to do this show. Rob, you know, thanks for having us this season. And hopefully next Tuesday we're talking about a 49ers win, right? 100%. Are we not? We're not quitting. We're showing love. <laughs> Rob, we, Rob, Rob, I am a big proponent of giving people their flowers so they can, while they can smell them. And I love uh, praising Steph and I love everything that, you know, we built here uh, with this network. We just passed 3 million views and that's because of you guys. Um, this network was, is independent, was built from the ground up with Rob. You know, Rob took a chance with, with Steph and I and everyone else. And I'm just happy to be a part of something that has grown um, in this community. And I, I'm just glad that you guys enjoy it. It's been a hell of a season. Hopefully next Tuesday, we're the ones who are completely hungover. It'll be a, it'll be an amazing show because literally the offseason will be littered with podcasts just saying San Francisco 49ers are better than your football team. Ha, 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 ha. But make sure you guys are subscribed to the Gold Standard Podcast Network wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to Steph's channel, Steph49K. Subscribe to my Jason Aponte. Make sure you guys like this video and find goldstandardniners.com wherever you get your 
your your internet. Oh man, I'm blowing this one. Um, and and make sure you guys are tuned in to Rob and Levin. They're gonna be on Radio Row for the rest of this uh for the rest of this week as well too. So you know we're 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 well represented over there as well too. So for Steph, for Jay, let's go get six, man. Let's go. Peace.